0: Hello, and welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and it is a joy to be with you this morning. If this is your first time joining us and you would like to check out more from the Activate Podcast, you can check it out on soundcloud.com or on iTunes.com by searching Activate Podcast, Jillian Pelkey. All right, we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the Word of God and uh, hear what God has for us this morning. So let's pray. God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for breath in our lungs. I thank you that we have another opportunity to see you at work. We have another opportunity to just be in awe and wonder of who you are and all that you've created. God, I pray that today our eyes would be open to you in every circumstance that we're in, in every situation, every conversation. Help us to be aware that you are at work and you are moving in our lives. God, I pray that uh, you would remind us Of your love for us, that you would remind us, God, that you cherish and delight in each and every one of us. Be with us this day. Be with us as we study the word of God. Open up our ears, unplug our ears to hear a word from you. Help our hearts to receive, God, what you would have in your word for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, today we're gonna take a look in the book of Hebrews in chapter 7 at this verse, chapter 7, verse 18 and 19. As you're, you're going there, Hebrews 7, 18 and 19. Have you ever been close to something, but not close enough to see it? Have you ever been in a crowd and you couldn't quite see the stage? You were there, but you weren't able to see everything going on. You knew that there was a concert going on, but you couldn 't quite see it. This happens a lot when we go to the new york state fair you 'll hear music playing, but you can 't really see it. you know it 's there, but you 're not close enough to really see you know the whole singer drummer thing going on and and sometimes with God we are we know he 's there, but we 're not close enough to really see him we 're not close enough to really uh, be right there in the front row. And uh, Hebrews talks to us a little bit about coming near to God, coming so close that we're right there with Him. And uh, think about right now, where are you in proximity to God and your relationship to God? Are you right up there in the front row seeing everything? Or are you somewhere far away, even a whole different section of the New York State Fair where you know there's music playing? You know God's somewhere, but you're not really close to Him. Let's talk about that a little bit more after we read Hebrews 7, 18 and 19. It says this, The old rule, or the old law, the old rule is now set aside because it was weak and useless. The law of Moses could not make anything perfect. But now, a better hope has been given to us. And with this hope, we can come near to God. Today, we're going to talk about how important it is to be close to God, how important it is to be right up there in the front row of a concert, so to speak, to be right there, to be near to God. Why is this vital to our lives? Why is it so important? Uh, Hebrews is talking about the law of Moses, and the law of Moses was given to the nation of Israel, the Jewish people in the Old Testament. It was given to Moses, and this law was made to show people how holy God was. There's a commentary that says, the law was like a diagnosis of our sin, and Jesus was the cure to that diagnosis. So the diagnosis of sin was this list of laws that no person of all time in history could ever keep the law. No matter who it is, the most holy person you could think of cannot keep the law of Moses. Those are the Ten Commandments. Those are the laws of of the holiness of God that we could not keep. It was a diagnosis of how far away we were from God, the creator of the whole universe, how far away we were. The law didn't draw us near to God. The rules didn't draw us near to God. It just showed us how far away from him we were. And so they would have priests There was a line, a lineage of priests who would make sacrifices to cover up our sin, but it still didn't bring us closer to God. The presence of God would come down in their tent of meeting or in their tabernacle, uh, but the average person could not come near to God. If they came near to God, they would die. The priests could come into the presence of God once a year. They had to ceremonially be clean on the outside. They had to wash and bathe and wear certain clothes. And uh, it just showed how holy God was and how, no matter how hard we tried as a human race, there was no one, not even one person that could fulfill the law. It couldn't make anything perfect. The law didn't fix anything. It just showed us how far away we were. And for generations and generations, the law was in place and there was just no one that could fulfill the law. And then the cure for our sin came. And that was Jesus Christ. And when he came, the Bible says he came to fulfill the law. That means he came to make the final sacrifice for our sins. He came as the high priest. And the high priest, you know, before there used to be a priest who had to ceremonially be clean and and make everything right now, he is the perfect priest. And his sacrifice was once and for all. There was now no need for sacrifices to be made because the ultimate sacrifice, the ultimate price for every sin had been paid in full. And because of Jesus's sacrifice, there was now the ability to draw near to God for every single person. And the presence of God was not contained at one tabernacle, at one tent of meeting. It was available for anyone who would come to Jesus for that cure and then draw near to God, God most high. We live in the best age because we live in the age of grace where Jesus has already come. Could you imagine being a person of God in the Old Testament or a person of God uh, that had to bring a sacrifice for their sin, who was walking this earth, uh, not in the presence of God. We are blessed to live in this time period. We are blessed to be where we are. You know, when we think about God creating us, when you think about God creating you, I want you to imagine for a moment, God in heaven, creating you with your DNA, planning to send you to your parents, In the story of creation in Genesis at the beginning, God creates light, and he creates the sea and the animals, and every time he creates, he says, and it was good. He saw it, and it was good. Imagine God creating you. God created you, looked at you, formed you in your mother's womb, and he said it is good. The Bible continually says that he delights in you, that he loves you with a perfect love a full love, a perfect love. It's no accident that you are in this generation in 2018. It's no accident that you were born in the country that you were born in. It's no accident that you were born into the family that you were in, the marriage that you were in. God put you on this planet at this time on purpose. And when we begin to realize that, That it's no accident that I was born a woman. It was no accident that God gave me the giftings that He gave me. It's no accident that I can't sing, but I can preach. It's no accident that I'm not super fashionable, but that I'm good at cooking. Those are not accidents. God formed me on purpose. God formed you on purpose. There's no accident. No matter what other people say about you or to you, you were made on purpose. You know, we all have a longing for heaven in our hearts. We all have a longing for uh, that Adam and Eve, they were in the Garden of Eden. We all have a longing for that perfect Garden of Eden. There's a longing for perfection in our hearts. And the law, what it did, is just showed how how bad everything was. And we don't even need to look too deeply into the law. We look around at our very lives and we see sin And how sin has disrupted everything, how sin came in through Adam and now is in every single person in the human race. We are born with a sinful nature. We don't have to be taught to be greedy. We don't have to be taught to be jealous. It's in us. And we long for that to be out of us. We long for the day that we're in heaven, where relationships are perfect, where sin is gone, and so we have this longing in our hearts for perfection. And sometimes we, we take the wrong turn and we think, well, the problem in life is me. The problem in life is how I was created. The problem in life is that I'm in the wrong uh, place, the wrong job, the wrong situation. But the problem in life is not your circumstances. The problem in life is sin. The problem in life is not you. God created you and he looks at you and you're good. He loves you and He delights in you. Our problem comes when we don't draw near to God. God is that one that satisfies our soul. If you feel like you're lacking in life, if you feel like you're, you just don't have enough joy, you don't have enough anything, the cure is Jesus Christ. The cure is relationship with God. The cure is coming back to your creator. The cure is setting before God and and letting a piece of heaven touch your soul and remind you that there is a better hope, that you are not a citizen of this earth, but you are a citizen of heaven. And one day Jesus is coming back to get us. It's that reminder that God is with you. I have a few friends that have been going through some stuff, uh, big stuff lately. And What's come out of me when responding to them is, why don't you go and take a bath? Not a physical bath, but a bath in prayer. Why don't you go take a bath in prayer? And what I mean by that is a whole long time of just soaking in the presence of God. And I said, get in a place where you're alone until you come out and you're clean on the inside, till your heart is clean. Because we get all this stuff gooped up in us. We get all this uh, worry. We get all this anger. We get all this uh, situations of our lives just running rampant and wild in our lives. And we need to get alone and take a bath in prayer and don't come out until we're clean. And I don't mean take a bath and pray while you're taking a bath. I mean, get alone, get in a prayer spot and pray and don't come out until your heart is settled on God. Because then all of a sudden, so many of these things don't matter anymore. So many of these things are cured So many of these things are found at peace when we cast our cares on him who cares for us. In Psalm 18, there's a few verses that I want to read to you. Psalm 18, starting in verse 16. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. God on on the throne, God of the universe, reached down and took hold of me. Imagine your situation right now. Imagine your life right now, and imagine the God of the universe reaching down and taking hold of you. Isn't that a comfort? He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. Sometimes our situations in our lives are too strong for us. Many times they are. We have to let the Lord deal with our situations. We just have to turn our eyes and trust in Him. See, the enemies were too strong. It had to be God. And then Psalm 18, 18, listen to this. They confronted me. They're talking about His enemies. His enemies confronted me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster. In the very moment when everything was the worst, my enemies came knocking at the door. My anxiety, my insecurities, my uh, anything comes knocking at the door. At the very moment of disaster, the enemies are laughing and pointing and saying, I knew you would never make it. Here it is, though. Let's go back. Uh, Psalm 18, verse 16. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. But the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. Friend, do you want the Lord to be your support? you need to go get alone with him. You need to go get into his presence. You need to cast all your cares on him. That means tell him all your worries. That means put it all through the lens of scripture. That means to delight yourself in the Lord, to draw near to him and he will draw near to you and move you to a spacious place and rescue you because he delights in you. That spacious place might be a heart that can make it through a hard time. That spacious place might be joy in the midst of a a difficult situation. It may be a steady mind when usually your mind is up and down and up and down and and furied. But the, the key is drawing near to God. The key is that bubble bath in prayer. The key is time spent reading the word of God. You know, recently I've been praying out loud. And reading the Bible out loud, and there's something so powerful about praying the words to God out loud that I hear out loud my trust in God. I hear out loud the things that have been bothering me that I'm putting down at the feet of Jesus and saying, Jesus, you take care of this situation. Jesus, what is your will in this situation? What do you want me to do with this person, with this place, with this thing? And reading the word of God out loud, there's so much power in our words that are spoken out loud. Get alone with God. You see, this verse in Hebrews 7, 18 through 19 says that we have a better hope, that now we can come near to God. We can come near to God. The Bible continually uh, says in a few different places through the Old Testament, the eyes of the Lord search the earth looking for one, just one that is completely his. He wants to make them strong. Are you completely God's today? Have you come near to him? He is the hope of heaven. He is that, that, that longing that's in our heart. And when we sit in the pres- presence of God and we uh, just marinate in the scriptures, we marinate in the truth of God's word. Then everything shifts. You know, when we're confronted by perfect love, we know the verse in the Bible says, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love found in God changes everything. Perfect love gives us courage. Courage. Perfect love gives us peace. Perfect love soothes our very soul. So, what is it that is taking us away from being near to God? We think back to that New York State Fair concert uh, picture in our heads. Are we way off in another corner just kind of hearing about God, just hearing a song? Are we coming up really close? Are we coming up and sitting at the feet of Jesus, saying, I'm not going to leave here until my soul is satisfied? That we know that Jesus is the cure for all sin. He's the cure for everything. He's the way where there seems to be no way. His hand is never too short to reach down and draw you out of deep waters. But you got to come near to Him. You have to be in His presence, not just far off looking in, but right up there close. Praying out loud, reading scripture out loud, spending that time in his presence, getting rid of all distractions and saying, Jesus, my heart is set upon you. Jesus, move in my life. God, what do you have for this situation? God, help me to forgive. Help me to change. And you know, all the laws that we have in in the law of Moses, even if we were to follow every law, that doesn't draw us near to God. Jesus draws us near to God. His sacrifice for sin covered every sin. We can't cover our own sins. We can't pay the penalty for our own sins. It's only Jesus. And so it's not a matter of how many good things we do. We could be feeding the homeless, going to church, um, doing good works. But that doesn't draw us near to Jesus. The Bible says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Going to church doesn't make us close to God. Spending time with Him does. And going to church is such a good thing. It can inspire us to get closer to God. But it's those moments at home, alone, where you open the Word of God, where you open the Bible, and you pray. When you meditate on Scripture, when you pray, that you you come close to God and He can cure the things in your life that need curing. He can make a way where there seems to be no way in your life. He can draw you out of deep waters. Sometimes that happens through other people. Sometimes God uses other people. But mostly we have to just be alone with Jesus. We have to get back to that simple truth of being alone with Jesus. He's a God who sees us. He's a God who speaks to us. Hebrews 7, 18 says, The law of Moses could not make anything perfect. But we have this hope that as we come near to God, Jesus makes it perfect. He's that taste of heaven that our hearts are longing for. And you know, when we're close to Jesus, well, first, when we're close to Jesus, first, number one priority, we are close to Jesus. We walk away and we bring glory to God because people can see Jesus in us. We change when we're in the presence of perfect love, we change when we're in the presence of God. So many times we put one thing in front of the other and we have to switch it around. We, we want to act holy, but God wants to make us holy. I'll say that again. Sometimes we want to act holy, but God wants to make us holy. The difference there is in our strength or in His I can do things uh, because I I read and I think that I should do a certain thing, so I'm going to transform myself, but it's God who wants to transform us, and that transformation is an eternal transformation. So um, if I try to um, go and do a good work, go and do a good thing to prove my holiness, that's not how it works. Jesus changes me and makes me holy. And then as an overflow of Jesus changing me, then I go and do holy things. And the book of James talks about this a lot. If you want to go and and search through the scripture in the book of James, we aren't saved because of the good works that we do. We're not saved because of how much law we keep or how many rules we follow or how many programs or steps or Bible studies we've been in. We aren't saved because we fed the homeless. We aren't saved because we've attended conferences. We are saved because of Jesus Christ. And then because we are saved by Jesus Christ, we go and do good works. Because we are saved by Jesus Christ, we go to church, we feed the hungry. We go to conferences, we walk through Bible studies, but we can't flip-flop the two. We can't do good things. And then wear a badge that we're holy. We're only holy when we spend time in the presence of God. And then that reflects to everyone else. Then people see the genuineness of our faith, the genuineness of our holiness that only can come by the Spirit of God. I can't make myself holy. You can't make yourself holy. You can't just try harder and be holy. You have to spend time in the presence of God. And yes, that happens at church or in a Bible study, but more so it happens when it's just you one-on-one with God. You know, my husband can talk to me when we're in a crowd of people, but he's not going to say a lot of intimate things. Maybe in a whisper, (laughs) but he's going to say more intimate things, more meaningful things when it's just him and I alone. Not even in front of our kids but alone. And it's the same with your relationship with God. Spend time with him alone. Let him talk to you. Let him speak to you. He is the God that speaks. When Jesus left this earth and went back into heaven, he said, "Uh, go to Jerusalem and wait for me. I'm going to send another one, the comforter, and he will lead you and guide you into all truth. And that's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks to us individually. He delights in us. He wants to rescue you from deep waters. He wants to talk to you. He says, will you draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. He says, if you seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. And that can happen corporately at church, but it also happens in our living room when we're home alone and we're seeking the face of God. Today, will you find a time to pray? Today, will you find a time to read the word of God and just marinate in it? Will you take a bubble bath in prayer? Will you come close in that uh, New York State Fair concert situation? Will you come over to the concert area? Will you get your way up to the front and say, God, I want to sit in your presence? God, I'm going to stay here until you change my heart. I'm going to stay here until I'm not angry at people anymore. I'm going to stay here until I trust you with my situation. I'm going to stay here until I've cast all my cares on you, because I know that you delight in me. I know that you care for me. I know that you made me on purpose. I know that you designed me for good things. And God, I'm just going to sit here. I'm not going to move. I'm going to stay in your presence until I'm washed clean in my heart. God wants to do mighty things through you. But more important, he wants to love you. He wants to give you access to come near to him, to get that taste of heaven. The presence of God changes everything. Let's read Hebrews 7, 18 and 19 again. The old rule is now set aside because it was weak and useless. The law of Moses could not make anything perfect, but now a better hope has been given to us. And with this hope, we can come near to God. Today is the day to draw near to God. Today is the day for God to continually wash over us, and make us new, give us hope. Give us new strength. Isaiah says he can give us new strength. We can rise up on wings like eagles. We can run and not grow weary. If you're weary today, draw near to God. If you're joyful today, draw near to God because in his presence, there is fullness of joy. In his presence, there is everything we need. Second Peter says he gives us everything we need to live life and to live it his way. Is there something you're lacking? Draw near to God. Don't just be following a bunch of rules and wearing a badge that says, I'm a Christian. Draw near to God and he will transform your life. He will renew your mind. He will give you new strength. It doesn't come from somebody else's experience. It comes from your experience. Spend time in the presence of God today. There has been a way made for you by Jesus Christ to come near to God, the creator of the universe. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the ability to come before you. I thank you for uh, the sacrifice of your son, Jesus, so that we have access to you all the time, every day. And Lord, I pray you put a longing in our heart to revive our heart, to come into your presence daily, to sit before you, to hear a word from you. God, I pray that you would speak to every person listening through your word today. God, I pray that as we pray, that God, we would be changed in your presence. God, we want to come near to you. We thank you for access to your throne. We thank you for Jesus sitting at your right hand, praying for us. God, I pray that we would shine forth your glory. I pray that after time spent with you, that we would glorify you, that people would see us and want to get close to you. Change our lives, God, in your presence. Help us to know the depths of your love. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.